Welcome inside the Coach's Corner. Tanner Hoops with you on ESPN-UP. Glad that you're along. Over the course of next hour, we talk with coaches all throughout Marquette County, get their thoughts, their takes on where their basketball team stands. Where does your favorite team stand? What's the coach saying about it? All that and more coming up over the course of the next hour. Let's start, per usual, though, by looking at the scoreboard and the upcoming schedule for the weekend. Let's start on the girls' side of things, a marquee matchup in the Great Northern UP Conference when Marquette welcomes Menominee. I know a lot of eyes are going to be on that game. Nagani, meanwhile, is at home with Iron Mountain. Chassel goes on the road. They'll take on Houghton. St. Ignis is at home with Newberry. Hannaville will visit Mackinac Island. And Big Bay Danak is at Beaver Island. Meanwhile, we'll have Westwood Patriot girls basketball here in ESPN-UP this evening as they welcome arch-rival Ishpeming. Tip-off set for 7.15 approximately with the pregame set for 7. It's my hope you join myself and Jared Kosky. Should be a fun one at Westwood High School tonight. Then tomorrow, we've got a couple of girls games. Hannaville at Mackinac Island will play again and the rematch of Big Bay Knock at Beaver Island. Both those games will be played Saturday as well as tonight. On the boys' side of things, the schedule for tonight, Menominee boys are at home with Gladstone. Nagani, meanwhile, is on the road visiting Manistique. Lance is home against Wakefield Marinesco and Lake Lynn Hubble will visit Dollar Bay. Chassel at home with Bessemer. Meanwhile, Hancock goes on the road to take on Antonagin. Washburn will visit Ironwood. Forest Park is at home with Kearney Nato. Barriga goes on the road. They visit Republic Michigami. North Dickinson at home with Midpen. West Iron County will visit Norway. Stevenson is at home with Ewan Trout Creek. North Central on the road taking on Bark River Harris. Rapid River will visit Superior Central. Engadine at home with Pickford. Meanwhile, St. Ignis will welcome Newberry. Cedarville on the road visiting Detour. Sheboygan at home with Rudyard. Hannaville We'll take on Mackinac Island, and Big Bay Danak is at Beaver Island. And then tomorrow, per usual, the girl-boy doubleheaders, the doubleheader in consecutive days, Hannaville at Mackinac Island and Beaver Island, home with Big Bay Danak. That is a look at the upcoming boys' schedule for the weekend. Tanner Hoops with you once again in the Coach's Corner. Glad that you're along. Should be a fun show and a fun weekend of basketball as we prepare to flip the calendar to the month of February. Let's take our first time out. When we come back, we'll hit the phone line talk with coaches throughout the next hour you're listening to the coaches corner on espn up during winter travel conditions can change mile to mile and minute to minute prepare for cold wind drifting snow freezing rain and other surprises always remember speed limits are for when pavement is clear and dry focus on getting to your destination safely and watch for cyclists and pedestrians even if it means extra travel time if there is ice and snow take it slow a winter safety message brought to you by eagle mine Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Westwood girls basketball with head coach Kirk Corcoran. His team getting set to take on arch-rival Ishpeming this evening. And coach, going back to last week, the emotional win over Nagani. I know you always get up for those rivalry games. A 10-point win for your squad. You've had a full week off now between games. Tell me about this week in practice, how you gear up for the Hematites tonight. Well, first and foremost, Tanner, we've just been trying to get healthy. Um, it was, that's, that's something that every team has to battle throughout the year. Uh, Carly Patron missed last Friday's game with pneumonia. Um, she's still not not at 100%. Um, Tessa and Emily, everybody's everybody's caught a little bit of something. So we've really, you know, uh, having to reschedule that Gwyn game um, may, may have been a little bit of a blessing uh, just so that we could have a week to, to get healthy um, and everybody everybody 
you know, firing on all cylinders again. But or, or either that's going to happen, or the other half of the team is going to get sick, and we'll just be right back where we started. So um, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But it's not something that's uh, isolated to just our team. I know everybody has to deal with this every winter. Um, other than that, it's just been a couple extra days to prepare for Ishpeming, and, and and you know, we always talk about preparing for our opponent, but sometimes teams just have to get themselves straight. And I think it was just a couple spent a couple of bonus days, uh, getting extra shots up, um, focusing in on free throws. You know, we went six for 16 from the line against Nagani last week, uh, missing six, six free throws in the fourth quarter alone, um, which is really disheartening, especially, you know, we were the number one, uh, free throw shooting team in the year in the, in the state last year. Um, so, just just kind of working on ourselves a little bit more as well as spending a little bit of time getting ready for Ishpeming. Well, Coach, despite the lack of health with your squad, will everybody be available, if not 100% for tonight? Uh, everybody should be available unless there's something that hasn't come across my desk yet. But uh, is everybody at full strength? No, I don't think so. Uh, KP's still been pretty limited with that pneumonia. Um, missed a couple days this week uh, and just, you know, and, and when she's running, she's hacking things up she's trying to get that stuff out of her lungs so um full full strength no but um i i think you'd be hard pressed to find any team that was that was at full strength right now so uh we'll we'll, we'll manage we'll be all right kp will be suiting up and she'll see she'll see the floor tonight um just not sure if we're all at what you'd call 100 percent. coach how about this week in practice have you like what you've seen what'd you do how'd you get ready for ishpeming yeah, you know, Ishpeming um, is, they, play, they played really well against Nagani, had a, had a lead in the fourth quarter, um, and they're, they're, they're running more sets than they have in the past. I know Coach Rico, he kind of wants to be uh, un, unscoutable, um, being able to, you know, dribble, drive, pass, and cut, um, not run a whole lot of sets, but uh, he's, he's gotten back to that a little bit. Um, run some of the things that we run. So um, we just, again, some out-of-bounds plays. You know, you can, every coach is, is it's funny, every coach has their own philosophy on scouting and preparing, and some coaches spend a whole lot of time um, going over plays and memorizing plays, and some coaches um, watch a lot of film with their team. And um, I, ju- I try to find somewhere in the middle because I don't, I don't really want my – girls spending i don't want them memorizing plays because then they just like you don't want girls robotic on offense you also don't want them robotic on the defensive end you want them to be able to react to the play that is happening so we go over some tendencies who's strong right-handed strong left-handed um you know if they're good shooters we obviously know that um watch a little bit of film but we try not to bore them um because you know as much as coaches are they're they're a different breed i mean we sit and watch film all day long and break things down but but uh girls girls not so much so um we've we've got them prepared we're, we're prepared for spring as much as we as much as we're going to be um we 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 know some tendencies we have a game plan but again that that game plan is more more focused around what what we're going to do and not really what Ishpeming is going to do well, Coach, you brought up Ishpeming's game against Nagani on Tuesday, a one-point game going into the third quarter. What was working for them that night? You know, I didn't see it in person. I listened to it on the radio. Um, that was one of those 
I could spend five nights uh, out of the week in the gym, uh, but my, my family doesn't like that a whole lot. So um, that was one night I decided to stay home. Uh, Coach Dieterle was there, however, but um, they did a good job on, on Alyssa Hill, and Alyssa Hill was in, was in foul trouble. Um, and then you have Emma Poyer. She went off for, I think, maybe 24 points, 18 in the second half, and she was just uh, shooting the lights out. So um, she's definitely Emma's not going to fly under the radar, um, and I, I know they brought up um, the Corp girl, who is a, a, a big body. Uh, I thought it was just a matter of time before she got the call up to the varsity. Um, she got to start for them, and uh, the the Harris girl is is kind of come out of the woodwork, um, who has been shooting the ball real well. Um, so Ishpeming likes to shoot the three. They like to get the ball up, uh, get as many shots up as they can. Um, but then but when they get that lead, they know how to slow it down again, too, and, can, and kind of control the game. So, um, again, um, their, their shoot, we got, we, we, we got to get, on, get out past the three-point line on their shooters, uh, get a body on Loman and Corp, make sure that they don't kill us on the offensive glass, and try to get up the floor. Coach, we talk about it every week, but what are some areas that you like about your squad, and where do you want to see improvement here in the back half of the year? You know, it's funny, Tanner, because we've got this quarterfinal team from a year ago and returning everybody, um, and everybody, you know, we've, we've talked all year long about how we're supposed to be these world beaters, and you know what we've been doing in practice for the last two weeks is uh, Dr. J drills. <laughs> a lot of Dr. J drills, a lot of layup drills, a lot of free throws, and we talk about going back to basics because we are missing, we are missing uncontested layups um you know i actually had to tell this team uh, i've been joking with them like you guys you see that that white square on the backboard you, you, you got to learn how to use that square if you hit the square the ball goes in the goes in the basket it it's like you're coaching a third grade team it really is and, and coaches forget you think at the varsity level you, you coaches come up with these complex uh drills and there's this magic there's this magic drill that good teams do. There isn't. It's everything is back to basics: form shooting, layups, free throws, and that's really what we've been spending a lot of time on. Um, is the the very basic fundamentals that um, sometimes get get overlooked, and and I think we did overlook them for a while, and we've been struggling because of it. Well, Coach, you've said that your shooting numbers are above average. They're pretty good, but you still think they can be better. Are you starting to see those trend the right way? Yeah, well, it, we're we're starting to get the ball inside, and and uh, but not necessarily to always score inside, but just to make that defense collapse, make them have to recover, have to make them switch and shift. Um, so, really, in, in in my opinion, the best shot in the game is a, is a kick out three. So um, that's just just moving the ball, not getting being stagnant, right? Because that's a lot of teams, you know. Even the, the Nagani boys did it the other night against Iron Mountain. They just got a little bit stagnant, and we're settling for ill-advised shots. And it's really a, a team as good as the Nagani boys; um, they can fall into that trap. And so, it's we we're trying to um, trying to make the girls recognize when we get stagnant, um, and recognize why we're getting stagnant, um, and just make sure we, we we're we're trusting our post players. You know, you even. Post players got to hold off their defender so they don't tip the the bounce pass in. There's there's a there's a whole lot of little intricacies that go into it, but just recognizing um, when we're not playing well and being able to hit the reset button is, is one thing that um, 
you know, we, we, we were working on, we just, t- by more, more but just talking about it, being able to recognize it than, than anything else. Coach, you mentioned a few things that you've got to do tonight, whether it's controlling their players, the pace of play, what you do offensively. What is the biggest key for a win tonight? Oh, gosh. Which, which cliche answer do you want me to give you <laughs> here today? You know, 50-50 balls. We gotta, we gotta win the 50-50s. We gotta, we gotta clean the glass. We gotta shoot well. We gotta, um, you know, we're, we're a pretty talented crew. And I think if we play our game, um, and move the ball, Get the ball up the floor. Make Ishpeming feel uncomfortable uh, with our defensive pressure. Um, I think that those are the keys to our game tonight. Coach, is there a little different buzz around the team now? The Hematite rivalry. I know the squad always gets up for that one. Uh, it, last night at practice, um, it was. We, we have to kind of send a message here tonight, right? I mean, if 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 we let Ishpeming play with us, they're going to take that momentum into the districts, and you know, hey, look, okay, we can play with them, we can beat them, and so we really, we it, it's. The girls know um, what's on the line, even if it's not a conference on the line tonight. We're 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 here trying to send a message and build confidence going into the tournament, and um, I don't think they're going to have any problems getting up for the game tonight. Kirk Corcoran, Westwood Girls Basketball Head Coach. His team welcomes Ishpeming later this evening. Appreciate it as always, Kirk. Best of luck. We'll see you tonight. All right, Tanner. Thanks. Let's take a timeout. More in a moment on ESPN-UP. I'm Tom Farley from the Bjorkins-Alke Funeral Home. The student-athletes in our area are second to none. They spend their days in the classroom preparing for their futures and compete after school in their sports with a high level of talent and effort. Each year, there's a new set of athletes. We watch as they grow and develop and represent their schools and communities. When you see them on the street, let them know you appreciate their efforts. The Bjorkins-Alke Funeral Home is standing on the sideline with great admiration for what you do. Join us ensuring in a positive way as we enjoy this high school sports season. Bjork and Zelke Funeral Home, your local and trusted agents for Sunburst Memorials. Here at True North Federal Credit Union, we want to teach kids how to save responsibly right from the get-go. That's why we offer the Kirby Kangaroo Club to ages 0 through 12. The Kirby Kangaroo Club teaches kids how to save responsibly by offering them a punch for every $5 deposited into their account. They can then redeem those punches for fabulous prizes. We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the SPNUP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Ishpeming girls basketball with head coach Ryan Riekel. His team getting set to make the short trip over to Westwood this evening. Coach, rivalry week for Ishpeming High School girls basketball. You had Nagani earlier back on Monday, and you played them well. A one-point game going into the fourth quarter ended up being an 11-point defeat. Tell me about that game from your perspective. What was working for you that night? Uh, you know, we started off the game down 12-0. Uh, you know, I was the last time we played them, it was kind of the same start, and I was a little nervous what was going to happen uh, throughout the game. But the girls uh, continued to battle back. Uh, they made some plays. We made some adjustments on the sidelines for them. and uh, We were able to uh, actually take the lead in the fourth quarter. when we had three defensive uh, breakdowns, and they hit three wide-open threes, and that's what uh, really good teams do. And uh, they were able to extend their lead on us, and we just went over to uh, be able to overcome it. And then when you shoot 7 of 15 from the free throw line, you're, you're taking opportunities away from yourself to try to uh, put yourself in that position to get that win. Well, Coach, getting into that 12 nothing hole out of the gate, what does it say about your team's mental toughness to fight back into it and make it competitive? Yeah, you know, 
we're, we're, we're getting better. You know, we, we played, uh, when we played in the first time, it was, uh, you know, kind of an embarrassing loss for our, our program, for the coaches, the players, and uh, kind of the community at the same time. Uh, we went scoreless for two of the quarters, uh, you know, and it was it was kind of heartbreaking after we left that game because we all felt prepared. Uh, it was just not our night. And uh, going into this next game, we, we wanted to show that we got better. And, uh, we significantly improved. We executed a lot better. Uh, we took better, more quality shots than we did the first time, uh, which we've had to kind of adjust our game plans, uh, not trying to get so many fast-break three-pointers up, uh, played more of half-court basketball, and uh, that helped us out some. Uh, and then, uh, you know, Coach O'Donnell does such a good job with that group. Uh, you really have to be prepared for the X's and O's part. And, uh, our girls really uh, went to the film study, and uh, the walkthroughs were great. And uh, we, we played well, we competed well, and we showed that we, uh, we can put ourselves in position to kind of win against one of the top five teams in the UP. Are you happy with the effort here, despite the record maybe not being where you want it to be? Yeah, I mean, uh, we've been blown out twice. Uh, by Westwood and Nagani both early in the season, and uh, we're still maintaining a uh, five points per game uh, loss average. So we're we're right in the games. Uh, we just we got to continue to get better at the little things. Uh, that could be one cross court pass that breaks your back, or it could be uh, five free throws or a couple layups. Uh, we got to keep continuing to grind and understand that we got to value those possessions and. Uh, keep giving ourselves a fighting chance towards the end of games, and hopefully we can turn the corner as the season keeps progressing. Coach, what's practice look like here the last couple of days gearing up for Westwood? Uh, our practices are great. Uh, this will be the first time all season long. Uh, I think we'll have all of our girls playing at the same time. Uh, we have not had a full lineup since uh, the first game of the season, actually. Uh, we've had uh, some injuries and some sicknesses, and uh, tonight it looks like we're going to suit up all 10 girls, and uh, you know, I'm excited about that because uh, we have not had a, been able to even get a look, in, even in practice, with uh, a complete lineup. So that changes a lot for us, uh, just with confidence-wise, and uh, girls now getting put in position where they they are naturally better at, and uh, we're able to uh, plug girls, move girls around a little bit more efficiently this year or this game. Well, coach, it feels like a lot longer ago than it probably was that you last saw Westwood. Do you take anything away from that meeting as you gear up for them tonight? Uh, you know, we, we competed at the very beginning of the game, and then their press got to us, and they're uh, they're such a great team that, you know, if you dig yourself a hole and then you got to start chucking shots up just to try to, uh, you know, come back in the game, uh, you're going you're, you're gonna to be in an uphill battle. Uh, you know, they're so efficient offensively. You know, they should probably 50-plus uh, percent from the field. Uh, so you really have to make sure that uh, you're getting quality offensive possession. The first game of the season, we didn't. Uh, you know, and that's more that's more on my my fault because I wanted to play with that tempo because uh, they're such a good defensive team that we were going to take the uh, the best shot available at that moment. But uh, now looking back, we're going to try to uh, make them play a little longer defensive possessions because once you get it down there, you know they play a very efficient offense that they move the ball around enough. They're they're shooting fifty percent, so we have to kind of limit their opportunities on that end of the floor. Coach, as far as keys to the game go tonight, where does tempo rank for you in controlling the pace of play? Uh, we can't let them control tempo. Um, I thought last time we played them, they were the bus driver. They they were bringing us to school. They were controlling what we wanted to do. Um, and that's what good defenses do. They make you uncomfortable offensively. Uh, we've seen a lot of press this year, so I think we've uh, really maintained a, uh, a better composure uh, since that game. And uh, we really want to make sure that we are 
doing the right things on the offensive end, not letting uh, Westwood uh, dictate where we want to go offensively, and we want to be able to put the ball where we need to put it and uh, put us in position to score. Coach, is there a different buzz around the school, around the team, with all the rivalries you've had this week? Uh, no, not really. Uh, you know, these these girls understand it's a it's a business trip. Uh, they know uh, Westwood's the number two team in the UP. Uh, they know the players they have. Uh, this is just for us. It's just another game to get better for uh, the first round of the districts. Uh, you know, we we don't put too much stock into it because uh, you know you, too much emotion into these games sometimes uh, hurts these teams. And uh, we just want to go and play a good basketball game and uh, move on from there. We got Iron Mountain and Gwyn the following week, so we're not overlooking anybody. We're going to just go into this game as. Let's go get better. Let's uh, compete. Let's uh, play against a good team, and hopefully we can uh, be in position to try to get a win tonight. Well, Coach, lastly, it's not specific to basketball, although it does factor into it. You've got some really cool stuff going on at Ishpeming High School in regards to the weight room. What's going on there? Uh, you know, we, uh, we've we been traveling to Marquette quite a bit for the last uh, about eight, nine years, uh, picking up our weight, you know, the go-get workout at Advantage, and our weight room's uh, pretty old. It's uh, dated. I'm pretty sure it was from Arnold Schwarzenegger's 70s run of <laughs> Mr. Olympia uh, dungeon-style weight equipment, and uh, the, all the sports teams are getting together. Uh, some really nice community members uh, were revamping the whole weight room, brand-new equipment, all custom uh, through BSN Mar- uh, and Tyler Geary from Marquette. Uh, it's going to all say hematites. It's going to be our school colors. Uh, we're really excited about fixing the weight room up for our student-athletes and just our students in the PE classes. And uh, it's a unique opportunity because uh, our A3 class is very involved, a uh, really big class. Uh, they're not going to have to be uh, fighting, uh, you know, calling seniors or begging parents to leave work to get them rides uh, to Marquette. Uh, this is uh, it's a pretty fun time for us uh, just because of the fact that it's going to be a brand new room, and the buzz uh, with our middle school program uh, is huge right now, boys and girls. And uh, we're going to have them fully invested, and they're going to value that weight room uh, because it's going to be so nice. Ryan Rico, head girls basketball coach at Ishpeming, his team taking on Westwood this evening. Appreciate the time as always, Ryan. Best of luck this year. We'll talk again soon. All right, we'll see you tonight, Tanner. All right, let's take a time out. More in a moment on ESPN-UP. MBank offers sophisticated banking solutions to support your business. When you bank with MBank, we support you every step of the way, combining big bank resources with personal service and quick local decision-making that moves at the speed your business moves. MBank has helped a wide range of small to mid-sized businesses achieve success. Our experienced team makes it easy and convenient to help you grow. Let MBank design a personalized plan for your business's unique needs. MBank, community-focused, client-driven. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Gwynn boys basketball with head coach Jim Finkbeiner. His team getting set to return to action tonight against Bark River Harris. Coach, I know that in the last couple of weeks have been extremely tough on the Gwynn community. I know basketball's got to be one of the furthest things from your guys' minds, but have you spent the time from a player's standpoint, a coach's standpoint, as you try to get set to get back into basketball mode and hit the floor again tonight? Well, uh, it's been a tough... Uh tough week or longer than a week now but uh the kids uh the kids have been have really you know started to you know get refocused and and but you know the biggest thing on their minds is still you know coach brown and and uh everything that surrounded that so you know our biggest thing has been you know trying to make sure that we stay together um spend time with each other talk 
and and just be able to get through all that stuff first. I mean, life comes first, and, uh, and that's the most important thing. Making sure that we take care of them uh, and uh, and all the stuff that happens. So, but you know, the the time's still been. You know, we got to get back in the gym and get back to some normalcy, and, and and that's what the kids have been doing. You know, day by day, it's been getting a little bit easier to get a little bit more focused and uh, and just try to get you know back to what we do, and that's play basketball and. and you know, as far as Coach Brown, he would want these kids to stay focused and do those things too. So I knew him well enough to know that uh, the kids are the most important thing and what they're doing is the most important thing. So we've been, uh, last couple of days, you know, especially, we've been able to get back in the gym and get back to normal and, and, and do some practice and uh, do the things we do. And, uh, and it's been good. Kids have been, uh, kids are pretty resilient, um, as tough of a time as it's been. Coach, from a fundamental standpoint, have you liked what you've seen in practice? Yeah, they've, uh, you know, especially the last couple of days when they've been able to get refocused, we've been able to get some things accomplished. And you know, it's been a long, uh, been a long time since we played a game again. And uh, those long breaks are are tough. You know, a lot of times because it's you get tired of seeing each other sometimes, and and there's just a lot of other things that go with that. So, but the last couple of days here have been pretty good. And, and you know, we're going to face a, a much improved Bark River team. Yeah, tell me about the Broncos. They come in five and four. You get a play at home. Tell me about that matchup. Well, you know they're five and four, but they've they've played some close games. Uh, they've lost, you know, just in the last two weeks, or they've lost to Norway twice, but the, in really good games. Um, so they could be easily seven and three, uh, or seven and two. I'm sorry. Um, so they're, you know, and they're playing they're playing better. Their uh, their guards are, you know, real real aggressive on defense. Um, you know, they shoot the ball pretty well um, in, in, in stretches, especially. But they 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 really like to go downhill. They like to drive the basket and. They've got a couple of nice post players also. Um, they're not necessarily, you know, super tall, but they, uh, they play well, really well around the basket. So, you know, a little, little bit of twofold. They like to get up and down the floor because they're athletic, um, but at the same time, they'll, they'll put the ball inside and, and let their big guys do some damage. What's the biggest key for your squad to coming out with a win tonight? I think, uh, I think the biggest thing is, is to handle the distractions and the, you know, the energy, the emotions that are going to be around tonight. That's the biggest thing, first of all, because we haven't been in the gym. We haven't played a game because of, you know, uh, what happened with Coach Brown. And, and so getting back into a game in our gym, um, is going to be really good because we're going to, you know, have our crowd behind us, um, which will be nice. But at the same time, um, it, it, it also is just about you know managing um, managing that emotion, managing that, uh, all the uh, other things that go on there, so all those distractions. So once we get the once the ball goes up and we get a little bit of time in, uh, then we'll see where we're at, and then we can make the adjustments we need to. But um, you know we just we have to focus on ourselves here first. I think as much as uh, you know Bark Rivers our opponent, I think we got to make sure that we take care of ourselves here first uh, to get going on the right foot. Well, Coach, you talk about Bark Rivers' record could be a lot better. You can say the same about your squad. I mean, I know it's not where you want it to be, but four of your games have been decided by single digits. You flip a couple of those, and your season could look a whole lot different. Is that kind of the way that your team's going about this mentally, is that, you know, we're right there, we're just missing a piece or two? Yeah, we've talked a lot about that. I mean, we've been in, we've been in most of the games we've played this year, and, uh, you know, our record could be different, but it isn't. And so we got to make sure we look at the the reasons for that, and and why. Um, so you're right. I mean, we've played with just about everybody. Um, two toughest games for us, of course, were Nagani and Iron Mountain. And I don't care <laughs> who you are; those are going to be really tough games. Those are two really good teams. But uh, but yeah, all the other games are, and our schedule is is loaded with really good opponents. Which you know, I think last year when we made a run to the district final was 
the reason we made that run. We were battle tested. We were, you know, we were used to be, being in big games and in close games. So, um, I think it just helps us. Um, but we have to find that, we have to find that, that piece, you know, to finish these games. We've played Gladstone twice and they've been double digit wins for, for Gladstone, but they were single digit games up until about three minutes in a game. And, uh, and a couple other games, same thing, Munising, you know, down the stretch. Um, and Ishming by one. So we've, we've definitely played some close ones. We've got to find a way, um, to play that four quarter game, uh, our game. Jim, I wanted to ask you about the mood in the locker room. I know it's still somber with what happened here the last couple of weeks, but do you get the feeling the guys are ready to get back on the floor? Like, are they excited to take the floor tonight? I think they are. Um, I think they are. They, they want to, you know, they want to get back, um, to some normalcy too. I mean, basketball is what they do right now, and these guys are, these guys are athletes and they play, you know, all the sports. Um, but right now basketball is their focus and I, and I think they, uh, I think they are definitely ready to get back and get going. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see how we start, but, uh, definitely the energy that they're looking forward to getting back on the floor, you know, and, uh, and just getting back, uh, to what they do. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to tonight. Um, we'll, uh, we're expecting a good game. Well, Coach, I know they haven't played in a couple of weeks either, but give us an update on your JV program, their season up to this point, and how their year has gone. They're uh, they're having a really nice year. They've uh, been extremely competitive through nine games. Uh, they've had, they've they've uh, they have a winning record right now. They've um, they've competed in uh, just about every game. They've been uh, you know right there. They've had two overtime games. They ended up losing both in overtime, but against Nagani. Um, and uh, Gladstone, so they were right there with both those teams. Um, they beat Iron Mountains JVs for the first time uh, this year down in Iron Mountains, so that's a great feather in their cap. So uh, you know, Coach Ely's done a really nice job with those kids. Um, he's got some uh, nice sophomores uh, that are playing real well together, and and you mix that in with their freshmen that we have right now on there. Uh, those kids are coming along and and really learning. So they've. They've really put together a nice first half of the year, just about first half of the year. So we're uh, we're excited for that too because uh, the, you know the kids are, are kind of getting it now and uh, they're really competing. So we're we're real happy with uh, where they're at right now. Jim Finkbeiner, head boys basketball coach at Gwynn, his team hosting Bark River Harris tonight. Appreciate the time as always, Jim. Best of luck. We'll talk again down the road. All right, thanks, Tanner. Appreciate it. Let's take a time out. More in a moment on ESPN UP. Dave's Collision in Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color-matched finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Marquette Redmen boys basketball with head coach Brad Nelson. His team 10-3 and coming off a win over Kingsford last night. Coach, let's go back to that game. A much improved Kingsford team. I know they're young. They're still learning, and they get within 13 points, but your guys have enough to hold them off. Tell me about that one from your perspective. Um, you know, I thought our first half we were we played really good defense. We executed well offensively. Uh, we jumped on them quick. Uh, got a pretty substantial lead going into halftime. I believe we were up 18 going into halftime and, you know, just addressed a few things at, at half, what we wanted to accomplish in that third quarter um, as far as execution and working on our, our set plays uh, and, and setting good screens and getting better timing and things like that. So um, that 
kind of slowed us down uh, in the second half. You know, the reason we had that 18-point lead at halftime was because of the pace that we were playing at, and we were getting a lot of possessions and getting the ball up the court. And I thought in the third quarter we just we slowed down. We slowed down the game a little bit, um, which didn't turn out well. Uh, and I take I took the blame after the game, and I still still do. Um, you know, when you're up 18, I believe that at some point in the third quarter we were up in the mid 20s, close to 30. Uh, and for them to come back into the game, uh, that's on me as a coach. And, and I told my guys that. And, you know, I, I kind of did a line change, you know, maybe with three minutes to go in the third quarter where I put a whole new set of five guys in there, thinking the game was in hand. And, you know, a couple buckets here, a couple buckets there, a couple turnovers are on our end. And before you know it, it's a 10-point game and with, you know, two and a half, three minutes to go. And that's a ball game, um, which, you know, we we were on our heels there the last, five minutes of the game but credit to Kingsford you know they they put us in that position partially was our fault my fault um we were just glad to get out of there with a win we got on the bus and just came on home coach how about on Kingsford's end were they knocking down more shots starting to heat up from behind the arc how'd they get into it on their end yeah I mean they you know we came down and like I said it was mid-20s and they come down and they make a big three and their energy increases on the defensive end and you know we're still kind of we're still kind of attacking and you know we turn the ball over they go down hit a transition three and they just kept nipping at that lead and the more they did that the more confidence they played at played with and the harder they played defensively and they were coming at us and trying to cause turnovers and we didn't handle it all that well but like I said kind of put ourselves in that situation um lesson learned on on my part <laughs> Um, Denton won't be doing that again. I shouldn't have done a, a, a line change like I did. Maybe a couple guys here or there. But like I said, get out of there with a win. It's the first game of the second half of our conference schedule. And, you know, we know what we have to do to, to get at least a share of it. And that's win out. So glad to get the win. Glad to be done going to Kingsford this year. That was the second time we went down there. But um, we move forward from here and look to get better. Well, Coach, I know it's not easy to win a road game in this conference, but tell me about your guys' mental toughness. They were able to sustain every run Kingsford threw at them. Well, uh, it's typically it's it's good, um, you know, especially the the younger guys on this team. Um, just seeing them make the big shots um, without fear, and you know, I thought for moments there. When we were on our heels, you can see it as a coach. I've been coaching long enough where you can not only see it, but you can kind of feel it with your team. I don't know if it's like a sixth sense, but you could just tell that they, my guys weren't really comfortable. Um, they, were, they were forcing up some bad shots, and we had a pretty good lead. And, and just things like that were very uncharacteristic of, of us and what we've been doing all year. Um, but, you know, like I said, after a lot, when I got in the locker room, We'd talk for maybe 30 seconds. I said, let's get out of here. Let's forget about this game. That wasn't us in the second half. And my guys know it. And, you know, we'll forget about it, start preparing for Westwood. Um, and hopefully, you know, I think I'm pretty confident we're going to keep, you know, doing what we've been doing um, and just forget about that game last night. Yeah, Coach, let's talk about Westwood because you go there Tuesday, stepping out of conference play. What's practice going to look like as you gear up for the Pats? Um. You know, at this time of year, for the most part, you know, the haze in the barn and and teams are who they are. You know, they've kind of established themselves by 
mid-February, early February as far as their identity, and I think most teams are like that. Uh, we know what Westwood has. You know, I'm from Westwood. I live in Westwood. I'm from Westwood. I went to the school, so I know practically every family in the area. I know who the players are, um, you know, getting some film, looking at them, what they want to do. We know they're going to play tough. I know Serge is going to have them playing hard, and they know, you know, we're Marquette, and they want to come after us, and they're going to bring everything they have to try to knock us off. So we got to be prepared for it. We'll watch some film. We gave the guys, the guys a day off today. You know, we went seven days straight with basketball. So <clears throat> we kind of get away from basketball today and then start looking at some film that I got uh, on Westwood and preparing for them. But we're going to have to play tough. Um, you know, there's, like I said, there's some weapons that they have that we got to take care of. Coach, 13 games into the year, we talk about it every week, but do you like where your team is? I know last night maybe didn't leave the best taste in your mouth, but overall, are you happy with where your team is right now? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of good things. You know, if, I, if you just said 10-3, and three, 13 games into the season with this team, I would have said maybe, maybe not. I, I don't really know. But we've had some guys step up and, and play some <laughs> pretty big roles that we didn't really expect. You know, with Ty Lodermans, he's led us in scoring several nights. Lincoln Sager, his <clears throat> per- per- perimeter performance and his, his way around the rim has surprised me greatly. I knew he was a good player, but I didn't think he was going to bring this to the table. So that those are two huge surprises for us as far as um, con- people contributing that we didn't expect as much out of. So that's kind of the reason we've had the success. And, you know, <clears throat> you go to Drew Weibel and John Thompson, the two seniors that get the most minutes, you know, the two losses to Escanaba and Nagani. Drew was a defensive player of the year for us. He was missing those games. And I think it's a little bit different when he's out on the court. Just he's one of the players that leads by examples, doesn't say a lot to his teammates, doesn't say a lot to me other than please and thank you, and he goes out, leads by example, and my younger guys see that, and they have no choice but to play at his level. And, you know, he's a huge piece of ours, and John Thompson has developed into a scoring threat, which, you know, like, there's a lot of good things that we have, a lot of good things to build off of. Uh, you look at the Traverse City game down there, it is what it is. Hey, it's the first time you played them, and, you know, if we happen to play them in again in the districts, obviously we way more prepared than we were the first time, but... Um, we like where we're going. We still got a lot to get better at, but um, so far, couldn't be happier with the team that I have. Coach, at this time of the year, do you pay much attention to stuff like the MPR, the conference standings? How much or how little attention do you pay to those? Uh, I peek in there once in a while. Um, I actually looked yesterday just to get an idea. You know, I looked at the brackets and the district drawings and there's a lot of misconceptions about how this thing is structured, so I'm trying to clarify all of that. Uh, it's no longer the top-line hosts, which I found out yesterday, but, you know, we're still ahead in our district as far as the NPR. Even after Traverse City beat us, I think we're still ahead by a two-thousandth of a point, which is crazy. Um, but, you know, we've played a lot of Class A schools. Our, our conference is all Class B schools, so that definitely helps in the point system, but um, just paying attention to it, I learned yesterday, Traverse City Central is the host, so, you know, we're trying to take care of our own business and position ourselves in a way where we don't have to be traveling downstate three times in a week, which, for us, that, you know, the seating part, who hosts it, is a huge factor in how difficult or how not difficult our district may be. You know, you travel... 
360 miles, 700 miles in a day for one district game sometimes, and it's just ridiculous, but we have no choice. So you, that's the biggest factor for us is not necessarily who we play, but where we play because um, it's a lot of planning, a lot of you know transportation, when you feed them, et cetera, and it's just that much more work that us coaches have to do to prepare the trip versus just coaching the X's and O's if you were to be in the whole school. So it's something that we're slowly starting to get ready for, but we still got a lot of season left. We got seven regular season games. Uh, we got to finish the season strong and, and get ready for that, that tournament push, whether it be here or somewhere downstate. Coach, last thing before I let you go, we check in on them every week, but give us an update on the lower levels of your program, the JV and the freshman squads. Uh, <clears throat> JV, you know, like I said last week, they're super talented. Uh, we're just trying to get them to work at the level that they need to be at for next season. Um, you know, talent can get you so far at, at in high school basketball, but at some point, you know, at some point in your high school career, talent catches up to you. And that's the case with some of the kids. You know, kids are getting just as talented, just as big, just as strong as these players. And what we need to teach these kids is that you need to work at a different level. Uh, when you take the court, not only at the, in the games, but in practice. Uh, so that's the message that we're trying to get across to them because, you know, in nine, ten months, they're going to be running the court for me, and we don't accept anything less than your, your best effort. So that's what we're working on with the JV team. <clears throat> Super talented group of kids, but just trying to take that to the next level. Freshmen are still learning. Freshmen are, you know, freshmen don't understand a lot about the X's and the O's and, you know, defensive schemes, offensive schemes, what we're trying to do. But Brian Brazo is doing a great job teaching, and, you know, hopefully those kids continue to grow and get better uh, so they're ready to, you know, keep continuing in this program. Brad Nelson, head boys basketball coach at Marquette, his team 10-3 and three as they get set for Westwood on Tuesday. Appreciate the time as always, Brad. Best of luck going forward. We'll talk again soon. Okay, thank you, Tanner. Let's take a time out. More in a moment on ESPN-UP. We don't wallpaper, we won't choose your paint colors, but we're here to get your home loan ready so that you can. The Mortgage Team at First Bank is excited to work with you. Stop in or apply online at first-bank.com. Whether you're ready to buy or planning ahead, make it happen with First Bank. First Bank, Marquette Ishpeming. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, subject to approval, fees may apply. First Bank, where it's all about people. Hi, I'm Mark Stonerock, the Outreach Coordinator and Certified Athletic Trainer for the Sideline to Sideline Sports Medicine Program. So one of the nice things about the Sideline Program is that we all try to abide by to a same-day or next-day coverage. So there is no waiting. There's no, uh, we have an appointment in two weeks, but uh, the athletic trainer will contact the medical practitioner's office, and we try to get you in at least within the next day, and that really expedites the whole program. And it takes a little worry out of the patient's hands and out of the parent's hands and gets them right into the track where they need to be. Closing costs, equity, escrow. Home buying needs to be in a language that's easy to understand. Whether it's your first or your next home, Embers Credit Union helps you buy that home with straight talk. No BS banking and the very best mortgage for you. So every home loan is approved and serviced locally. Our genuine approach to banking is why Embers is the fastest growing credit union in the UP. See any of our great mortgage loan officers or visit embers.org today. We're Embers Credit Union. Let's live it up. 
Welcome back to the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Marquette girls basketball with head coach Ben Smith. His team nine and four getting set for a clash with Menominee this evening. Coach, since we last talked, a couple of competitive losses to two really good teams. Tell me about where your team is now. Thirteen games under your belt. Um, yeah, we're still trying to find our way through it and figure out um, where our strengths are and maybe try to limit some of our weaknesses. Uh, we came out against the Sioux and I thought we battled pretty hard early. Um, it was ended up being a three-point game at the half, and then I think we scored maybe the first eighth of the second half to go up uh, 36-25, I believe it was. And then midway through the third quarter, things just kind of turned, and I think they outscored us 32-10 to from there. Um, they're a really solid team, like you mentioned. Really good athletes. They get after it. And, you know, it wasn't just one thing. You know, as a coach, um, when you win or lose, you kind of look back and think about some things that you could have done differently, maybe some different groups you could have gotten in there, when to use timeouts, when to run certain sets offensively, switch defenses, that kind of thing. And so um, that night after it kind of turned sour, I was thinking, what could I have done differently? And just had a list of things that I was kind of kicking around, like I wish we would have tried or tried this or that, um, called a few more timeouts. Um, but actually then going back and watching the film, as their, um, I think they went on a 16-2 to run. As that was starting, I think we probably missed a handful of layups in there, uh, mishandled an opportunity or two um, that would have led to a score. Um, so we were really kind of there if we just finished a few more plays. And then the tide turned where we couldn't. Um, then they just kind of ate us up on the offensive glass and, when they would miss shots, they'd put them back, and next thing you know, we walked out of there down 11. And, you know, not the way we wanted to go out, um, but I thought we really scrapped um, for a while, but it would have been nice to kind of hold on to that energy and intensity. Um, and then up in Calumet, um, I think we were up 14 to 12 after one, got outscored by nine in the um, second quarter and came out um, giving up an 8-0 run to start the third. And next thing you know, we're just kind of fighting back. But um, kind of opposite of the situation against the Sioux, um, we really dug in and battled. You know, we're, we were kind of feeling sorry for ourselves, I think, in that Sioux fourth quarter, this possession's not going to finish well. Um, but against Calumet, we really dug in and competed. Um, you know, things weren't necessarily going our way. We thought we um, deserved a couple more calls, and we... We're in position to finish some plays that we just didn't finish, but instead of hanging our heads, I thought we kind of uh, pulled it together and hung in there for each other and kept competing. We cut it to maybe 10 with the ball, and then we just couldn't get it under that. Again, not because of lack of trying and effort. We just, you know, some nights you just can't get things to go your way. Um, but hopefully tonight with Menominee coming in, hopefully we can uh, regroup. You know, we had three games this week against, three really quality teams and you know if you can't have fun competing against the best teams then I don't really know why you're you know involved in this because that competition part is what should make it so enjoyable. Coach uh, despite the losses here the last couple of weeks are you happy with the effort your team was given? Uh, yeah I mean it kind of I don't know if it wasn't it wasn't necessarily the effort it was just kind of the the purpose um, a little on Monday I think we got a little sidetracked with um Try not to make mistakes and being a little scared to mess up, which, 
you know, it's hard enough to play the game when you're confident and, you know, just going out there trying to make things happen. And it's really difficult if you're um, going out there with the fear of screwing up, you know. Um, we got to do a better job of trying our best every possession and then whether it works or doesn't work, move on to the next possession and try our best there too. You know, I think um, some people, when things start going well, they can kind of snowball into good things, and other times they can kind of snowball the other way if things aren't necessarily going well. And I think um, I wish we were a team that was just kind of even keel with our effort all the time where we're just ready to go every single play, and we don't need to have a good thing happen for us to try hard or try harder. And uh, we don't need something bad to happen to say, hey, let's regroup now. So kind of the consistency of um, – our just focus and effort and intensity um, would be something that I'd love to see. And, you know, if we bring it every possession, um, I'd like to take our chances most nights. And, you know, it's going to work out a lot and it's going to not work some, but you you can't talk yourself out of um, being successful. Coach, how about practice this week? Have you liked what you've been seeing? What have you been working on as you get ready for Menominee? Yeah, well, this week practice was tough. Um, we had... Let's see, we had a Monday rescheduled game. So we had a, a pretty good practice Sunday, played the Sioux on Monday. Then we had a kind of a quick turnaround Tuesday. So we had a pregame and postgame practice kind of all wrapped into one. Then we were on the road. I think we got back about 1230 um, after our Calumet trip. So yesterday we were kind of dragging a little bit, but we went over a few things, obviously, that we needed a fix from Wednesday and need to be prepared for for tonight. Um, so, again, we haven't really been able to be in that practice gym quite like you'd like, but, again, we're getting to the point in the season where, you know, we've been in there a lot. We've worked on a lot of the stuff that we need to, so hopefully we can um, take some of the things we are fine-tuning defensively and offensively a little bit and bring the energy and um, put it into action tonight. Coach, let's talk about Menominee. What do they bring to the table? We know they're great. We know they're ranked number one here in the UP, but what makes them so dynamic? Yeah, they're solid. Um, they, I think it was, let's see, two years ago to end the year at their place, they beat us. Um, and then last year, they probably should have beat us twice. Um, they had us on the ropes both times. I think we were down as many as 12 in the second half, and each time we were able to pull it together and come back and win. Um, so, you know, we definitely shouldn't be showing up, taking them for granted. We know they're a good team um, and do things very well. And like you said, they're undefeated this year and um, ranked number one. So, you know, we have to understand that they're bringing in a lot of different things, but also understand that if we do the right stuff, we can um, compete and play with anybody. Um, Emma Anderson is a post kid for them. She, I think, in her... This will be her third year that we'll see her up on the varsity. She's a junior now. She's improved her game every time we see her. Um, she works pretty well in the post, but she shoots it really well. Also, I think her effort and energy defensively is um, kind of ratcheted up as um, she's grown into her role as a varsity player. Um, and then they have what I like. What I like as a coach um, to have on your side is you know they have about six or seven kids that. On any given night, they're all going to play solid for you. And also on any given night, one or two of them will get rolling. Um, they have a Barrett girl who plays guard for them who 
I think she had four or five threes in a conference game this year. Um, they have a Hofer girl who always does the little things and scraps and can shoot it. Um, and they have just kind of a list of kids that can come in and um, get the job done. And that's not always the case for every team you play, where you have a kid you can kind of bag off of or uh, say a foul trouble, injury, poor play, or just need to rest somebody and they come in with a sub. You know, you can kind of play them a little differently with kids they got coming in. But Menominee is not only are they uh, pretty top-heavy with some solid starting play, but they have kids that they can bring in off the bench and affect the game as well. So uh, they play some different defenses. They press a little bit. They trap a little bit. They play some zones. They're also um, speedy and quick if they get after you. And, man, offensively they have a post presence but they also play um, some uh, motion 5-0 type stuff. So they really do have a lot of different things that they bring, and hopefully we're able to adjust whatever um, they're trying to attack us with tonight and you know make them play kind of a style that we want, which hopefully is getting some stops and bringing it down to the other end and finishing in transition. Coach Ben Smith of the Marquette Girls Basketball Squad, his team 9-4, and four, taking on Menominee this evening. Appreciate the time as always, Ben. Best of luck going forward. We'll talk again soon. All right, thanks a lot. We'll talk soon. Let's take a timeout. More in a moment on ESPN-UP. Now you can combine big boys' big goodness with big room in the new meeting room that can fit up to 50 people. Next time you need a space for your group and food to feed them, call on Big Boy Marquette. You pay for the food. The room is free to reserve. Take a peek at it the next time you're in. It's in the back by the buffet. There's a TV on the wall if you need and free Wi-Fi. Teams can eat meals there. Ladies have been spotted playing cards. What could you use it for? The brand new meeting room at Big Boy Marquette awaits you. Call 226-1062. Welcome back to the SPNUP Coach's Corner. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad that you're along. Before we hit the end of the hour, let's take one last look at the upcoming scoreboard for this weekend. Tonight, we've got girls' action and a good one in the Great Northern UP Conference. Marquette at home taking on Menominee. Nagani at home tonight. They welcome Iron Mountain. Chassel goes on the road visiting Houghton, and St. Ignis is home with Newberry. Hanneville on the road visiting Mackinac Island, and Beaver Island is at home with Big Bay Danak. Those last two games are also going to be played again tomorrow. Hanneville at Mackinac Island, and Beaver Island home with Big Bay Danak. And of course, we'll have Westwood Patriot girls basketball right here on ESPN-UP this evening. They take on arch-rival Ishpeming. 7 o'clock pregame, 7.15 tip, both times approximate. We will have the call for you here in ESPN-UP, myself and Jared Koski. It's my hope that you join us. How about on the boys' side of things, looking at the schedule for what's coming up on tap tonight and what's coming up this weekend. Menominee at home welcoming Gladstone. Meanwhile, Nagani will visit Manistique. Lance is at home as they take on Wakefield Marinisco. Dollar Bay at home with Lake Linden Hubble. And Bessemer will visit Chassel. Ottenoggins at home with Hancock. Washburn will visit Ironwood. Forest Park at home with Carney Nado. Barriga will visit Republic Michigami. North Dickinson at home with Mid-Penn. West Iron Counties at Norway. Stevenson will Welcomes you in Trout Creek. North Central is at Bark River Harris. Superior Central at home with Rapid River. Pickford is at Engadine. St. Ignis home with Newberry. Cedarville will visit Detour. Sheboygan at home with Rudyard. Hannaville is at Mackinac Island. And Beaver Island welcomes Big Bay to knock. Those latter two games again, just like the girls, will be played again tomorrow. Hannaville at Mackinac Island. And Beaver Island home with Big Bay 
Tanakh. That is a look at the upcoming scoreboard for tonight, tomorrow, into the weekend as we flip the calendar from January to February. Hope you enjoyed this broadcast, this episode of the ESPN-UP Coaches Corner. Have a great weekend. Have a great time at your game, wherever it is that you may be traveling. Be safe, and we'll talk at you next week here on ESPN-UP WZAM. Ishpeming Marquette.